Welcome to the Bike Rumor Podcast, where we spin off from our usual tech coverage to pick the brains of the people behind the brands. If you want to hear how bikes and components go from ideas to the things we ride, this is the cycling podcast you've been waiting for. Please welcome your hosts, Tyler and Watts. Watts, I know you like your long rides by yourself. Why is that? A lot of reasons. One. One. Have you ever been on somebody else's timeline? And it is it is one of the most maddening things ever. Probably or, especially when you're waiting on when me. Because I'm never on time. Like, let's, let's ride at 9. And then you get the text. It's like, can we make it 9.30? And then they say, never mind. I can't do it. <laughs> and you've just waited for them forever. So I have zero patience for that anymore. So I just do my own thing but more than that uh, that's my time to me and it's not like I don't spend too much time in my head already but that's a good time for me to get out and just work through some things mm-hmm. do you feel like you're more creative when you're on the ride or are you just do you take a problem with you and say okay this is I'm gonna figure this out while I'm out on the ride I never have a preset idea of what I'm going to think about. It just happens. And usually, it gets pretty dark pretty quick, uh, which is the downside of long solo rides by yourself. But at the same time, I always finish refreshed somehow. And without a doubt, uh, I work through a lot of creative things. I mean, you're having that conversation with yourself. And even if it's a monologue... I find myself writing material. I mean, that's when I do my best writing, probably, is on the bike. Hmm. If only I could remember what the hell Yeah, was I was going to say, Dude, that's the trick, right? Like, that was a great brilliant, sentence. Somebody... Pure brilliance, and then you forget it by the yeah. time you get home or you can write it down or anything. That's when we need the little voice-activated you know, headset that you can just, hey, Siri, record, and spew it all out, and then stop, and then you have to figure out what it said or over the wind noise. Or just octopus arms. Octopus arms, yeah. Um... Yeah, without a doubt, though. Uh, I And lately, I've been in a very dry spell creativity, creatively, I felt. And it's because I haven't been riding yeah, outside. A lot I've of trainer time. A lot of trainer time. But when I'm riding the trainer, I'm watching something on TV, a documentary or something. So I'm getting input as opposed to Work putting processing. stuff out. Processing. Yeah, yeah, processing out. And it's even though it gets rid of that energy, it's uh, it's hard. Yeah, well, I think that's the. This is all leading into our conversation today, but there's there's a couple of points that stand out for me in that is that you know yeah when you're watching something your mind's not really working anymore you're not even if you're even if it's a documentary and you maybe you're learning something right or a YouTube video on how to whatever you're trying to figure out like you're still being entertained and you're not you're having to really think and then the other side of it is um, I'm totally just forgot but something to the effect of. You know, getting out and giving yourself a chance to think through things in the creative process. Like for you, it's the writing the stories. I'm guessing like the article you do for Dirt Rag, the minimum of work you do for Bike Rumor on occasion. But even just the blog that I used to write. Right. Yeah. Just having, thinking it through. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've crafted so many perfect stories and emails and reviews in my head when I'm out riding. And, you know, for me, that's. 
when I'm out riding, I go alone too, and it's a lot just because it's when, you know, like when I get a break, I, I can duck out. Yeah, I don't want to wait on somebody. And most of the time, most of my friends are all working real jobs anyway. So it's like, ah, oh, I got an hour and a half out. And exactly. it's a way, that's when I come up with my best ideas because there's no distractions. I'm not, I don't have input. I can just, I'm free to think of whatever. And so our guest today is Mike Sinyard. Yes, that Mike Sinyard from the specialized global enterprise of everything. And he suffered from ADHD when he was a kid, except back then there was like no title for that really. He was just a restless kid that had trouble concentrating like, you know, so many of us probably were. And nowadays, everyone's overprescribed medicines and all this. So we wanted to talk to him about the Specialized Foundation, which is funding research into how cycling can improve the lives of kids with ADHD and what Specialized in particular is doing to support that research with both money and bikes for schools. So here's that interview. Hey, Mike, thanks for coming on the Bike Rumor podcast show. Thank you, Tyler. Thank you very much. Yeah, so I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the Specialized Foundation, which is, I'm going to just basically say it's your program to help fund research on getting kids active to combat ADHD in lieu of drugs. What would you add to that? Well, um, well, one of the things, just the, the quick background without going into too much, I'm so passionate about it, but, uh, you know, I knew that I had, um, I was never diagnosed, but I knew I had ADHD and I dropped out of high school and, and, uh, later went back. Um, but, and then my son, who's uh, extremely talented, also had a lot of struggles in school. And then I read that article in, um, and it, it was by a, um, Harvard Medical had a kid and it said, writing is my Ritalin. And I said, oh my God, that's me. That's my son. That's got to be a lot of people, right? <clears throat> so that's really <clears throat> how the whole thing started. <clears throat> Excuse me, over, it was about six and a half years ago. And it's been quite a journey. Um, and when I asked the doctor, I said, why isn't this more well-known? He said, well, there's no drug companies to support the effort. <laughs> I thought, oh my gosh. Okay, we're going to do it. Yeah. Well, there's so, bike companies. It's kind of like, you know, yeah, well, it's like the drug companies want to sell drugs, bike companies want to sell bikes. So it makes sense if, if cycling is a solution to get into it. And you guys are yeah. working with the researchers at Stanford, correct? Yeah. We're, we're, now we're working with uh, the people at Stanford. And I would just say, you know, for, for specialized, this, and it sounds funny, but this doesn't have anything to do. Um, about selling bikes. This has to do about what we um, believe. In fact, even those types of bikes is not really something we sell many of, but I don't care about that. I care about, um, you know, creating the change. And it's bigger than specialized. It's way bigger um, than the industry for sure. What type of bikes, what do you say? Because you guys sell just about every kind of bike I can imagine. What's, what type of bikes are being used for the research? Well, we, we actually make a, the bike we make for the research is, is, a, is a special bike um, that is easy to operate. And, and that is not a bike that we 
normally we don't really sell that particular bike except for um, to the schools because it's it's um, not necessarily that commercial of a bike and um, yeah and you know we don't make any money on those bikes I mean it costs us money to do it but like I'm curious why because it's not like we're talking about people with a physical handicap or a mental handicap you know it's it's adhd which is you know like i mean if when i was a kid in school i drew all the time you know i would just doodle in class because i was bored and i'm sure i would have been classified as having adhd had that existed you know 30 some odd years ago but i still got good grades i just i was not particularly interested in it but yeah like you said riding my bike or getting outside and playing cleared my head but i wasn't um and I don't think many kids, I, I mean, some of my f- kids, m- some of my son's friends are prescribed medicine for ADHD. And it's like, they're perfectly normal kids. They ride normal bikes. So what's, why do they need a special bike for these programs at schools? Well, the reason we put a, 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 a unique bike for the schools is <clears throat> so it's easy to operate um, and it's easy to adjust the size of the bike and it's super durable, um, low maintenance. So, uh, okay. um, yeah, so it is different from that standpoint. And one of the things you said, Tyler, I think is, is really a good point. You said, well, you know, like in school, like, you know, you would draw and do other things, but you were still able to get good grades and, and things. Well, I would say that's not the case for, and you were fortunate, but that's not the case for, um, most people, for a lot of people in the ADHD and, and um, you know, having a son who had been on that medication, sometime in this society, the medication is worse than, than the actual thing, right? And with the long-term effect of zapping your, your creativity and your energy and other physical, physical effects, Right. And it, and in some ways it doesn't get at the root of, uh, of the problem. My personal belief is that we're going to look back a few years later as a society and go, Oh my God, you know, what were we doing over medicating our kids, you know, with Ritalin being the most prescribed drug in America. And if you think about it, it mainly goes to youth and, you know, there's a, I won't go on too much, but it's all connected with uh, um, also all the device things and all that, and just uh, and, and also food, right? Where, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, well, when the school breakfast programs consist of you know cinnamon buns and sugary cereal, I mean, we're just setting it up for failure. We're we're doing that to the kids that are most prone to it because the kids that are typically getting those, you know, free breakfasts and free lunches or reduced price programs are the ones that aren't getting the good nutrition at home either. And yeah, we're kind of, it's like we're hitting them in so many ways with bad stuff. It's crazy. But um, yeah. And and so, so, um, so that's how the whole thing started. And then I thought, oh my God, you know, and and I thought, wow, you know, that's right. It really does uh, allow me to be focused, allows my son to be focused, allows other people, you know, and at work, you know, people ride all the time, ride in, people ride for lunch, and how powerful is that? And then we started some of that research back, you know, six and a half years ago at Harvard, and they were doing 
uh, brain scans, right? You know, they're doing that. You can see, you can see the difference uh, before and after the ride. And, and it's not something of a theory. It's something that's absolutely science, right? You can feel it, but then this is a way to prove it. And so what we're working on is we, we know that all activity is helpful. We believe and we're working on to show this cycling specifically is uniquely um, great for this. One, because, you know, kind of the Zen-like motion of pedaling. And, and the other one is, um, you know, the sensory uh, feeling you get when you ride and you balance and, and how that is. So, and the other thing is, you know, <clears throat> it's something that's fun, so it's easy for kids to do. Yeah, they want to do it. Oh, you actually jumped ahead. That was my question: was what is it about cycling, or is cycling any different? So that's that's really interesting. What, um, how long do the effects last? Like, let's say you know they were doing those brain scans. Somebody goes and rides. Is it are these kids fresher mentally and more in a ready to learn state for like fifteen minutes, an hour, five hours? What's the how long do the effects last? Well, you know that's. This is a good um, a good question that I don't know the answer. I could have the doctors, uh, you know, give you uh, some data, actual data on that. Um, but it, it definitely helps the before and after for testing and focus and things like that. Um, and I don't know the exact number of that, but it I'm sure they we have it. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's good so much research thing it just it'll blow your mind and, oh, i'm sure you know, yeah from working on bikes and carbon fiber you know layups and things like that and you look at all the things of the brain you know a, a really amazing thing is you know in this culture we've learned more about the brain in the last five years than all history together hmm. it's amazing yeah it is amazing. I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's surprising just that because of the rate no. at which everything's advancing. But so tell me what is specialized in particular doing to promote this? You have, I, I imagine you're donating money to help fund that research at Stanford, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, correct. And then the school programs, what are you doing at the school level? So what we do um, at the school level is we have a... <clears throat> A protocol with different schools um, that we that qualify for this, <clears throat> and and what do I mean qualify? We're not just interested in doing a bunch of schools. We're interested in the schools that are willing to follow the protocol because actually the school the work there is actually proving you know in the real in the real life the results. It's not like hey just getting a lot of kids on bikes. Yeah, that's great, but we're really looking to follow the. Uh, the protocol. So we we supply the bikes to them, and we also do the training for uh, the instructors. The instructors would uh, come out here, I believe, it's twice a year, and we have a training for them um, here, and then also at Stanford. How so, is that working? Because like I know, it seems like a, the schools that my kids go to and our friends go to, they just keep cutting programs because they don't have any money to pay for anything. How are you, are you helping to fund these programs at the schools too then to overcome that? We, yeah, yes. 
Absolutely. And uh, in uh, many of the schools, uh, we actually fund it uh, completely. Okay. And then other schools, uh, yes, we do. So we fund it. We have funded many of those uh, completely. And then as of this year, there'll be 20,000 kids that have went through the program. Wow. So pretty good. Yeah. You know, especially because we're following a protocol. And you think about, hey, 20,000 kids, you know, that um, maybe are going to be, uh, you know, feeling a lot healthier, you know, um, you know, kind of uh, their probability to go to obesity and um, kind of be lifetime um, <clears throat> you know, into health, that's pretty significant. <clears throat> so some schools we paid for, others pay for it. Um, we do have, <clears throat> so there's, there's a lot of believers um, coming. So we, we will have um, in the next 60 days, some really big news to, uh, to report about the expansion of the program. And and also the medical research of the program. So it's not just, um, hey, just that we think it's a good idea. I mean, there's a lot to this, right? Yeah. A lot of deep research. Um, so, you know, if you're saying, so what is what is the goal? I would say the goal is, is really just to w raise awareness for kids and especially, you know, parents, because parents influence that. Um, Hey, that there are other really better ways than medication, or at least the augmentation with the medication, right? That there are better ways, you know, as we say, uh, pedals, not pills, um, to help to help your kids. So, um, I like our that. goal pedals is not to pills. Yeah. What's uh, sorry not to cut you off on your goal, um, but twenty. Let's get to that in a second. 20,000 students seems like a big sample size. What are, since that program's gone in, what's some of the findings that have come from that besides the obvious that, you know, riding a bike or getting exercise helps? Like what, maybe, was there anything that surprised you guys? Um, well, I would say maybe it didn't, I, I guess it, uh, yeah. I, I would say we were we were really emotionally taken back how much the parents noticed the difference of of the emotional well-being of their kids, right? And how much then the kids were excited to go to school. The how much the kids, uh, many of these kids, um, had a really um, grew in their self-esteem and you know one of the things that that my personal hypotheses of life is a lot of times the kids that are the most um, trouble in some ways have the biggest energy and the biggest ability to influence of people in the world right and it's like can we help them channel that energy right? And see, either energy that's going to eat you up and be destructive or energy, a force field of energy that you can manage for the good. And um, so the thing that surprises so much is and lights us up uh, with the work is 
is seeing the look on on the kids' faces. Um, that is a big one, and just seeing the emotional uh, statements from the teachers um, and the parents going, "Oh my gosh, how powerful is this?" Yeah. So the schools that are uh, participating are they all based around you guys in California, or is it kind of scattered here, there, and everywhere? Oh, it's all it's across the country. It, it's across the country, um, but so far mainly in mainly in the U.S. We have a little bit started in the U.K., but mainly in the U.S. So with the the positive results and you know the teachers and the parents seeing this, are has it affected any of these schools? outlook on or funding for PE programs? Cause that's another one that seems like it just keeps getting cut and like recess. Like our, my kids don't even get recess anymore where you get to run around for 10 minutes in the morning between classes. And they're just, they're literally sitting there for four or five hours at a stretch. They get like a 20 minute, 30 minute quiet lunch. And then it's right back in the class. And I would, I would go crazy. And they are, my son hates it. Yeah. Well, it is crazy, and uh, so we hope, and we see in a lot of ways that people are seeing that this is hugely important. I mean, at the end of the day, without getting too philosophical, but we we all know, and that people have known for thousands of years that um, the physical movement and the brain is connected, right? As far as well-being, and um, so yeah, we're hoping that this is this. Um, I know it's going to, so here's what I believe. We're going to look back over the years and go, we're over-medicating our kids. This, this damn thing with the bike works, right? And look at it, how powerful that is. And there are, you know, for sure the cycling above anything else helps with the, with the ADHD and for sure the obesity because it's easy as heck to get the kids to do it because they love it, right? So, and at some point, we believe that even, um, you know, doctors would, per, would prescribe um, a prescription to ride a bike, right? <laughs> That'd be awesome. Well, we think, we think that it, it will definitely happen. I mean, there's so many of these logical things that we go, oh, wow. You know, it's like also for people with anxiety, we'll go take a walk in the woods, right? Right? and calm yourself um and how about riding your bike in the woods even more so um so these things will will happen and a lot of the school districts and a lot of people are are taking notice yeah it'd be, um, so some, it'd be amazing if the insurance company started covering a, a bike instead of drugs yeah well it'd be cheaper for them yeah probably for sure yeah it would be, it'd, I, a, a lot cheaper. Well, the, the thing about the medication, you take the medication and you feel bad, and then you need other medication because you feel bad, and then you gain weight, and then you need something else, and it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, you right? just need bike reps going around to the doctor's offices instead of drug reps. You send your salespeople <laughs> in there. <laughs> well, well, you know, the thing is, it really has to come, it needs to come from the parents, Right. See, I mean, the kids have to want to do it, no matter how much parents want kids to do. You know how it is. Kids oh, yeah. don't do what they don't. But but they want to. And and parents seeing that there is a different way is so 
is so powerful. You know, it, this is this will sound crazy, but um, I had a, a couple uh, kids I knew that were on the street with heroin and that, and I tried to give them a job, and but they couldn't hold the job. And then I said, okay, I'll pay you the same money as working, but you have to ride 60 to 80 miles a day. And they go, holy shit, that's a lot. I go, yeah, it's a full-time job. So I, <laughs> I had kids doing that because, you know, uh, exhilaration is the opposite of depression. And in some ways, it, it really did uh, work for these two kids. Uh, you know, it, it wasn't a direct um, direct solve. It took a while for them to, to solve, but both of them are, are good now and right. Still riding their bike. That's awesome. Right? So if yeah, I were if a school, think, uh, sorry, go ahead. You, uh, you think about it. There's no way that you could ride your bike 60 or 80 miles a day and, and be on drugs or something messed up. Right. right? Just going to dog on. It's just going to clear you out. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, some of the pros do it, I guess, but those are probably different kinds of drugs. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. What, uh, so if I were a school system and I wanted to apply or try and get this program at my school, what's, what do I do? Where can I get more information about the specialized foundation? Yeah. You just go on the, on the specialized website and you go to the specialized foundation and there's a little thing you click on and it says, Hey, apply here. And we are, we're taking, we're, um, right now in the process of, you know, taking in uh, all those applications and then we just make a call. Um, yeah. So yeah, just go to the specialized, uh, foundation website. Cool. Are there other bike companies or anybody else in the industry that's helping to support this? Or is it a hundred percent a specialized thing right now? So far it's just a hundred, hundred percent specialized. In, in fact, one of the things I offered up to the industry, I said, um, people for bikes and the other organization. Let's just have one organization, just like the Rifle Association. They don't have an organization for Derringer, shotguns, and machine guns. They just have one, right? Right. So let's just have one organization. I would be willing to keep supporting the the foundation and and remove the specialized name and just have it as you know, writing for focus. Cool. I totally would. It's not about, you know, us have doing it and just getting the, you know, just being about specialized. But so far, we've needed to do that because we're the one that believes. Right. Well, thanks for doing it. And thanks for your time. I'm Thank just... you. Thank you. Thanks for uh, calling about it. I'm, uh, you can tell, I'm really passionate. So, Watts, what do you think? Um. I guess I'd never really heard my talk <laughs> that much. That's what I was focusing on. Right. Sorry. Yeah. It, I got lost in voice stuff. That's all right. But so, I was definitely listening to the podcast this morning. Okay, summarize. <laughs> Give me three <laughs> things. What uh, three uh, things uh, do you remember? Uh, <laughs> uh, one of my big takeaways was he mentioned, oh my God, I just forgot it. You have notes. I saw I you actually took notes on this one. <laughs> well, we were talking, he, he mentioned just the over, being overprescribed on drugs and the thought of one day we're going to say, what were we doing? 
I, I can't believe we did this. And I think about that all the time with something as simple as the cell phone. Hmm. I think that's going to be our one day we just go, oh my gosh, I can't believe we've doomed ourselves this way. Because we always have a screen in front of us entertaining always. or the radiation or everything. <laughs> everything. From regard, yeah, radiation just constantly passing through us to affecting our brain waves. I'm addicted to my phone and I hate, <laughs> I hate it. But I want to pull it out all the time. And I hate stupid apps like Instagram or Facebook where you post something and then you have it's to obsessively check yeah. to see who, who liked it. Oh How my gosh. How popular am I? <laughs> Not very, it turns out. <laughs> hey, you got but, more likes than I, or more followers than I do. This so okay. you're winning right now. Well, great, but yeah, and so that ties back to that um, what we touched on right before the interview with regards to creativity, and as much as the cell phone plugs us in, I, man, it, it's killing our creativity because we're constantly getting input as opposed to creating output. Well, we think we're creating output, but... Yeah, 140 characters at a time, or like one fancy it's picture and some bite. hashtags. Yeah, it's all just... Um, yeah. Yeah. And most of it's just drivel or like driven for the wrong reasons. But that's really like... We're totally getting off topic when we talk, start talking about the psychology of white people post, because I've got oh, some sure. thoughts on that. But back to the topic at hand for now. I'm more thinking about the ADHD and how the phone leads to that yeah. and how long rides absolutely manage to call that because you are having to engage parts of your brain that we all try to shy away from because they're dark terrible places <laughs> who wants to go there i don't and yet you do that self-inflicted darkness with your long rides mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm a romantic yeah <laughs> That was, I get it though. Like I used to do a lot of long drives, you know, when I first, before I did bike rumor, I had a, a sports drink company and used to drive, you know, across the country by myself sometimes to do promos and sampling and all that. And yeah, man, like when you're alone for hours and hours or days at a time, like your mind goes places and you have conversations that maybe aren't the best in the world, not the most productive for your well being or your relationships, your, or just whatever, but Ultimately, you know, you're, you're thinking. And, and I think they run the can... gamut. I mean, in one moment, you're having the fake conversation that will probably never happen where you're like, yeah, that's oh, what I man. would say yeah, all the in time. that hypothetical. <laughs> but then the next moment, you're thinking about your childhood and getting over some moment that <laughs> was pivotal in that. And the next moment, you're coming up with an energy drink yeah. and the name of it. Uh, what's the name of it? It was, well, it was Propel for about two months back in the day, and then it became Prolite, and then it became Burn Energy Drink. And then I did Bike Rumor, and now I'm doing Fast AF with another friend, which is awesome. FastAFNutrition.com, go check it out. Sorry, a little plug. There we go. Yep. See? All Would these you great have thought ideas of that? from riding. No, I'm pretty sure I came up with the idea for at least the name while out riding. Or in the shower. I come up with a lot of my good ideas in the shower, too. It's, those are the two places where... Because think about it, same thing, right? You're in the shower, no distractions, right? I don't bring my phone in the shower. I don't play music or anything. I'm just... That's my time. There's nobody bothering me. And I come up with a lot of great ideas there. Shower, pooping, all the same. 
Yeah. No, think, although pooping, we're taking an input because you're all looking at your phones. Possibly. Or read the magazine. Actually, it's one of the few places I don't look at my phone also, but I do usually read or something. Anyway, again, talk about ADHD. <laughs> we're kind of all over the place here. What's going on? My uh, God, But you know, like, right. I remember when I was a kid, like, I rode my bike to school probably from, you know... I don't know, fourth or fifth grade, whatever I was old enough to safely do it. I only lived a mile away from my school. You know, and then even through like a uh, little bit in the 10th grade, I would ride my bike to school. And I think about how like energized I was when I got there, even though I didn't want to be at school. Like my body was ready, my mind was fresh. You know, that physical activity, that fresh air really got you going. And I think now with all the kids that are sitting in the car line or taking the bus for hours, they're just kind of stuck. And like what a change it would make in their lives. To ride their bikes to school nowadays, you know, which is so much better than even, you know, the ones that live super close and walk a couple blocks. Like you guys used to do when your son was at elementary school, you guys lived right down the street, you'd walk or skateboard, but it was for what, like five minutes? Right. You get a nice little 10 minute bike ride in and you're good to go. And there's something about that that's, you know, the bus, I I want my kid to ride the bus because I'm not going to take him. Pain in the butt every day drives such a waste of. But then again, think about the waste of time for them, right? Like, you should get them there in social time too. It's just, I don't know. I would prefer them have that little bit of meditative time, getting to school, riding or walking, Mm -hmm. where he's actually prepped for the day. Yep. The same way I walk to work every day and gives me time to kind of work some things out before I open the door and go, oh, okay. And right back in the rigmarole. Yeah. Well, anything else you want to add to this um, scattered conversation? Uh, no, uh, but I do want to interview Mike Senior at some point soon with a whole other list of questions. I will see if we can get his handlers to approve that one. <laughs> okay. You might be game. Yeah, Specialized loves me. Yeah, they do, actually. I don't think <laughs> that's true. But, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Bike Rumor Podcast, and we'll see y'all next time. Bye. That's a wrap on this episode. Tune in next time for another great ride. Be sure to follow at Bike Rumor on your favorite social media and hit like and subscribe or leave a review on your favorite podcast player. Thanks, and we will see you next time.